Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Morning, listeners. It's so wonderful to have you with us. This is Dr. Kathleen Kavorik, and I'm here actually at the beautiful Terrasanta Retreat Center. I always say that I'm so boring, but it is really a beautiful retreat center here in Rapid City, South Dakota. So y'all come out and see us sometime here in South Dakota. Um, today, we happen to have an extremely foggy day. It was a slow drive in, and um, I really was reflecting on the fog on my way in, and it kind of fits for our theme today, which is um, taking a leap, taking a leap, I put taking a leap or two sometimes of faith, and the fog fits into that because you can't see very far ahead, and that's sometimes what it feels like when we take a big leap of faith with the Lord. We have to just rely on Him for every step and sometimes it feels like we can't see very far ahead. So um, as, I, as we begin today, I thought I would share a little bit of my own story before I introduce our guest. And we've got two wonderful guests coming to be with us today. Um, I have worked for Real Presence Radio now for about a year and a half. And Real Presence Radio has had, um, you know, like many people, have had some financial um, you know, financial difficulties with donors not being able to give as much. So I'm one of three people that actually had our positions cut. And I have to laugh and share with you that today as I was thinking about that, I thought, well, I was actually chosen. So the good news is sometimes when a door closes, you don't actually even have to wait too long to see the other door that God is opening. One friend of mine who is a very godly friend, as she was praying for me about this situation and what I was to do next, she actually saw two huge double doors. And in my spirit, that really, really moved me because God has shown me those double doors in dreams. And so the good news that I would actually like to take this opportunity to announce to you all today, and that's going to fit a little bit into our program today, is I'm going to start a new ministry. And my ministry, I'm going to use the name I used for the radio program. So it's called Fanning the Flames Ministry. So you can now find me at fanningtheflamesministry at gmail.com. Um, I hope to do uh, retreats, and I will travel and do that, as well as inspirational speaking. And I also will continue doing spiritual direction and coaching. So it's a wonderful new adventure. My time at the radio has been marvelous. I've worked with a wonderful group of people and um, fully, fully support Real Presence Radio and the wonderful things that uh, the radio does uh, has taught me a lot. I've been very blessed and especially blessed, dear listeners, with this time with you on air. So um, with that, I always like to bookend Fanning the Flames with prayer. So I want to begin with a little prayer that maybe I've even said to you before. It's called The Will of God, and it's by Rebecca Note. The will of God will never take you where the grace of God cannot keep you, where the arms of God cannot support you, 
where the riches of God cannot supply your needs, where the power of God cannot endow you. The will of God will never take you, where the Spirit of God cannot work through you, where the wisdom of God cannot teach you, where the army of God cannot protect you, where the hands of God cannot mold you. The will of God will never take you where the love of God cannot enfold you, where the mercies of God cannot sustain you, where the peace of God cannot calm your fears, where the authority of God cannot overrule for you. The will of God will never take you where the comfort of God cannot dry your tears, where the word of God cannot feed you, where the miracles of God cannot be done for you, where the omnipresence of God cannot find you. So let those words just sink into your spirits, dear listeners. Um, And I have had this prayer, I posted in my house, and it's one that has really lifted me up, continued to lift me up over the years. So um, I hope it's one that you enjoyed also. So without further ado, that's enough intro. I want to introduce my guest today, who's Bridget Blody. Welcome, Bridget. Thank you, Kathy, for having me. Oh, it's so nice to have you here. So listeners, I have to tell you, um, this is really a privilege to have Bridget on because she's my goddaughter. So I have prayed for this girl for many, many years. Not that she needs it, you know, extra, but she's pretty. I could use all the prayers I can get, Kathy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, but um, she's a pretty amazing person, and I'm going to let Bridget um, kind of introduce herself. She's she's an entrepreneur. Um, God has taken her life in some directions that she actually didn't expect, and she's going to tell you a little of that story. But Bridget, why don't you just give us a little snapshot of who you are before we dive in? Sure. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Bridget Blody. As Kathy was saying, I am her goddaughter. Um, I am, we're actually in the Terrasancta Retreat Center right now, and that's actually where I'm getting married next year. I'm at the Chapel Connected, so it's, it's honestly such, such a little treat to be here today. Um, but yeah, just a little bit about me. I am 23 years old. I graduated from the University of South Dakota. Um, I ran track and field and um, dabbled in cross country there. Um, but yeah, I uh, started a business in college, as Kathy was kind of saying. It's a tech startup. And we ended up competing in um, like a global business competition for young entrepreneurs. It takes place in 121 countries across about 2,000 college campuses. And the grand prize is um, seed capital. So in college, we ended up starting this as a school project. And we kind of just moved up the ranks a little bit and slowly started winning you know, the U.S. round and then our regional round globally. And then finally, we ended up um, raising about 100000 dollars from that global entrepreneurship competition. Um, so then after that, I kind of scurried up and graduated early um, because now we were a funded company and um, we ended up raising a little bit more money. And then uh, just recently we launched our company and it's called Fomeno. It's a tech startup in kind of the fashion space. We um, pretty much just connect people to secondhand products all across the U.S. Um, in as we're working towards the most, the simplest way possible. We're, we're working towards that part. But um, yeah, so that's just a little bit about me. I grew up in Rapid City, South Dakota. And I once I get married next year, I'll be moving to Bismarck, North Dakota. Um, and yeah. And she's a product of Catholic education. I am. I went to St. Thomas More High School in Rapid City. 
Yes, yes, yes. yes. And, and you're going to hear a little bit about, um, as Bridget shares some stories, as uh, she's going to share a few leaps of faith she has taken. But you'll hear how her uh, religious upbringing, as well as she's got incredibly faith-filled uh, parents, so a shout out to Laura and Mike, who are, who are amazing people of the Lord. Um, but you will find out how her religious upbringing really uh, kind of put these guardrails on her life that have been very, very helpful mm -hmm. in her life. Uh, before before we go deeply into the stories, though, Bridget, you were just at the SEEK conference. Yes. Yeah, would you tell our listeners who may not know what SEEK is a little yeah. bit about what it is? And we'll talk about that a little bit before we go into the leap of faith, just because she's just, she's just fresh from the <laughs> SEEK conference. Of course, yeah. So the SEEK conference, it's put on by FOCUS, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, I believe. Um, and... On college campuses, especially, so for example, University of South Dakota, we have focused missionaries at our university, and they're Catholic young people generally. They're fresh out of college um, or in their young, mid, late 20s, and they they pretty much just like walk with us through college, which I really relied on our focused missionaries in college. They were just such beacons of hope for me. Oh, beautiful. You know? I love that. They are beacons they are, of hope. Yes. That's a great way to put it. Um, and they have like, so for the athletes, for example, we had a specific like varsity Catholic um, focused missionary who was also a college, um, a college athlete. So she, oh. her name was Mick Jane. She was awesome. She would just I don't know, be very present with us in a lot of unique trials that we faced with the demands of college athletics um, in every different realm you could prob probably think of. But um, yeah, so anyway, that's what focus is. They pretty much just empower these young people to be inspirational um, for young Catholic students. But anyway, um, they put on a conference every year called SEEK and it's just this huge conference of college kids who are very on fire with the Lord. And um, there were, I believe, 17,000 college kids at the SEED Conference in St. Louis, Missouri um, on the first week of January this year. So, Wow, 17,000. I, yeah, 17, I love that. It was that. incredible. It was really great. And they just pretty much have all these Catholic speakers like Father Mike Schmidt and um, Emily Wilson, Edward Tree, like all these wonderful speakers just really catering to college students and the walk that they're currently in. How nice. Yeah. How nice. It was wonderful. Yes. Probably a few of our listeners are doing Father Mike Schmidt's catechism in a year yeah. right now, yes. which is awesome. I yeah. actually just started a little late, yeah. uh, but it's really good. I'm I'm behind the times. I'm still working through the Bible in the Year podcast. <laughs> hey, but that's all right. Surely. Yes. <laughs> that's all right. Step by step. Just yes. do the next step in front of you. Exactly. <laughs> that's great. Did you have a favorite speaker, Bridget, at the conference? Um, or anything that maybe hopped out at you? you I... <clears throat> Excuse me. I had a couple of favorite speakers. I would say Father Mike definitely was one of them. Um, he just he gave a talk about uh, what was it called? It was called like working towards the weekend, and in it he pretty much just talked about the importance of um, just connecting with work in a you in like a unique way and finding our purpose in it. He said we're made for labor, leisure, and love. Um, I like that. Labor, leisure, and love. Yes. Ooh, I'm, I'm holding on to that one. Yeah. It, this one is one that stuck with me just because work is definitely um, something that consumes a lot of my time each day. Um, but 
anyway, it, it just gave me a, a lot of great perspective. Um, you had said when we were talking about the Father Mike talk the other day that um, he had said that 30% of people hate their jobs. He did say that. That that blew me away. Me too. That's like so incredibly sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the thing that he offered that is, um, or the the statement that he offered after that is, um, he kind of talked about, okay, this labor, leisure, love thing. Yes. Idea, not thing. <laughs> um, but <laughs> he, what he was kind of saying is, in terms of laboring, like, God created on the first day. Like, in Genesis, you go back. He created this. He created that. Like, he worked to create this home for us. And in that way, like, if we really are creating God's image, we also are created to work. And so part of that is a lot of us get up in the morning. We're like, oh, I have to go to work today. It's kind of like, let me drag my feet there. Yeah, but yeah, drudgery. Right. <laughs> but in a way, like we were created for this. Yes. Um, and I think part, part of it is our mentality has kind of been um, warped a little bit or, or we're maybe not seeing the picture at its full and understanding the beauty of work. Yes. Um, and the value that's there. He kind of said that there's no such thing as busy work, in his opinion. Like, when like students go to class and they have to do this homework that seems pointless, he's like, no work is really pointless because even if the end goal or the product um, of that work doesn't seem like it has that much meaning, like, the act of you getting up each morning and going to serve others is so beautiful in and of itself serving your family, like any, anything of that yes. capacity, but just the act of working is you being created in God's image, yes. which I think is a beautiful message. It brings back to mind um, a time that I worked for Family Life Ministries for the Diocese of Rapid City, and my administrative assistant and I were doing a big mailing, and it's like there's nothing more boring than <laughs> licking, you know, right. 500 envelopes and sending them off. But we, I, I pitched in, we worked on it together, and we decided to pray for each and every person as we licked those envelopes and sent them out. And it totally flipped around a very boring task into something beautiful for God, Yes, which I think that that opportunity is always there. Absolutely. So listeners, stay with us, and we will be back talking more about the SEEK Conference with Bridget Blody. I'm Kathleen Kavorik, and we're here at Tierra Santa Retreat Center. So stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Your future, the future of your family, and the causes important to you are too precious to be left to chance. While no one can control the future completely, a little bit of certainty and predictability is good and healthy. Fortunately, Real Presence Radio has some practical methods to share with you to assist in establishing your will and estate plan. Please visit our plan-giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. It's a matter of just getting started 
started. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. When Jesus says in the Beatitudes, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God, He is blessing those of us who are coherent and consistent and committed in our faith from the inside out. The commitment we have in our hearts is readily observable in our behavior. No duplicity, no hypocrisy. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says there are those who have attuned their intellects and wills to the demands of God's holiness and are pure in heart, body, and faith. No compromises, no straddling the fence, no being someone in church and someone entirely different in the world. Purity of heart is a precondition for the vision of God. Purity of heart calls us to full integration of God's kingdom in our whole lives. Are you sold out for the Lord? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. This is Dr. Kathleen Kavorik, and I'm here with Bridget Blody, and we are fanning the flames of the Holy Spirit this morning as we are talking about taking a leap of faith. Um, Bridget and I were talking, though, a little bit about the SEEK conference that she has recently been at, and um, she was just sharing that Father Mike Schmitz gave an awesome talk, and he talked about um, work. And he talked about there should be three L's in work, leisure, labor, and love. So think about that, listeners, as, as we pick this back up. Do you have all three of those in your work? Do you, We all have the labor part, I think. Um, but do you factor in the leisure? And is the love, does that cut across all of those? So, uh, so think about that. Bridget, you were also telling me the other day that uh, Father Mike talked about Jesus probably not being really a carpenter, maybe as much as a stonemason, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. I think one of the interesting little tidbits that I really took from this talk is the fact that Father Mike was talking about how some of us get up in the morning and we go to these jobs that aren't correct, like directly related to maybe... Um, something that we feel is very meaningful or very purposeful and or is like bettering the kingdom or some something related to that aspect. Um, and what he said was that Jesus was a stone worker. Um, it, it's likely that at each and every day he would get up and just carry rocks all day long. I mean, it's very possible up into like into his 30s and like um, just before his ministry really started and most of his life, like he labored. And I think we... At least I oftentimes, well, I, I didn't actually ever picture that image in my head. Um, I kind of always thought Jesus was like constantly in the streets and like proclaiming the gospel, but oftentimes like he was just found like carrying heavy rocks. And I think it, it brings a lot of meaning because Father Mike then said, he said, if, if like Jesus can do that, like no work is beneath you. If the son of God spent most of his life laboring and carrying heavy weights, like you, you can do anything and find purpose and meaning in that. Um, and how much do you think Jesus learned and just, I don't know, partake in humanity by doing this yes. simple act? Um, and I think that just also connects to our humanness. And um, again, like we were created to labor. Jesus cre- like labored. God labored. Like there's something so beautiful in the connectedness of that. Um, 
So whatever it is like you're going off to do today or maybe tomorrow or um, a job maybe you're preparing for that doesn't feel like it has that much purpose. It's like if you have the right perspective and connect that labor to that of Christ, like there's so much beauty there and like no work is beneath you. I, I love that, Bridget, because I had an experience of actually being an executive director for a nonprofit here in town and did that for five years. And then during COVID times, I, I was doing another job at the time, but that job, um, I could not do it during COVID because they closed their doors. And a friend of mine got me into a job selling chocolates, which um, was really like quite different. And you would say, okay, she's the executive director and now she's selling chocolates in this little booth. And one day, one of my board members who was a bank president walked by and he just like did a double take. And I, it, it was actually kind of humiliating. It was like, hmm. But I decided to shift and just change the focus. And I was amazed at how almost every day God brought someone to my little chubby chipmunk uh, truffle booth that, I mean, it was a ministry Mm -hmm. and it was absolutely awesome. And I still remember three different people that I had, I think it was life-changing conversations for them. Wow. Unreal. One, One was working on his doctoral dissertation. So my own experience of struggling with that really helped him. He kept coming back and using that as a study place and talking to me. Oh, it was it was so sweet. Yeah. Another woman was dying of cancer and she shared this whole story of a miraculous healing that she had had and along the process and you know again, had I not been at that booth, I don't know what that meant for her. Mm-hmm. But it just felt like such a god thing. And mm-hmm. so Simple, simple tasks. Selling chocolates is worthy work. Absolutely. And actually, I loved it. Chubby chipmunks are the <laughs> best truffles in the world. Absolutely <laughs> agreed. So that, that was a great little, uh, great little discussion about work. And I think it's really important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, as, as we talk about those leaps of faith, um, sometimes the leaps take us into something that we would not expect at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can attest to that. (laughs) But yeah, so I guess that's the L of labor um, that I really resonated with in this talk. So the other two are leisure and love. And I think um, more so than the topic of labor that he spoke of, I think I connected and really resonated with this message of leisure. Um, Father Mike said that generally there's there's two extremes that we tend to fall into either we fall into the extreme of resting meaning oh my gosh i just got home from the hardest day of work ever i can't do anything but like lay down and veg tv or honestly just go straight to bed Uh um so in that way we're we're um, maxing out our labor and not even being able to partake in leisure or rest simply because we are so exhausted. Yes. So he said, oftentimes like we fall into that category or we fall into the category of simply not knowing how to leisure correctly. Like Mm -hmm. we consider leisuring to be this, like I'm going to scroll on social media for hours. I'm on Facebook. I'm on whatever sort of social media you're on. Um, I'm going to watch television shows that literally do nothing for me. I leave them feeling no, no better honestly probably worse Worse. than I started and I'm not even conscious of it um so he he was kind of saying that we just simply don't know how to authentically leisure in a way that fills us up so that we can go back to work the next day and not even just work but like then we can go and do that other pillar love harder better more authentically um and a huge part of 
everything being in this beautiful like equilibrium is just simply like really leaning in to how you rest and how you leisure. And I think for me, that was a really um, big call to action. I, I work for a tech startup and you know, some days, I remember last year I would get up in the morning at like 9 a.m. and I would work, I would take a little lunch break, but I'd work until like two in the morning. And I was in this cycle of just, you know, constantly working and being stressed out a lot. I, I took no time to leisure. Um, because of that, you know, I'd wake up in the morning a little bit later and I would already feel, you know, I'd feel groggy. I wasn't even being my full self at work. I wasn't yes. bringing my identity to work. I was getting my identity from work. And I think that's just a place that I don't want to live in. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's something beautiful about working hard and hustling and, um, you know, taking these gifts that God's giving, given me to, you know, create something beautiful. Um, but what does it mean if I'm not able to love well then? And I'm, I'm not able to just even like simply be human and rest in the fullness of God because I'm constantly stressed and just, just working all the time. Yes. You know, there's something beautiful about really being able to dive into each of these categories. Um, you know, I, I love that. Um, I, I, I immediately was thinking of a time when I was doing clinical teaching and had 10 students at um, teaching medical surgical nursing, which is very crazy. And I had them in all different units in this big hospital. And it had, it had what, how many? 13 floors and three lower, or 12 floors and three lower level floors. So I had 15 floors. I would, I would transfer. So I'd usually try to do the stairs in those days. But it, it would be crazy. I would be called from a student starting a central line here to a, a room where a patient was dying and needing grief support and, you know, all A through Z, all sorts of different things. And God taught me to actually stop on this stairwell and just pause for a minute. Sometimes I would write my notes in, in between students and, and just pray and let him fill me up before I dealt with the next student and the next crisis. And it was just a beautiful thing, such a small thing. But to take that time, just that minute in prayer with him, made all the difference in the world. Wow. You I know, love that, Kathy. And, and I learned, too. I was working for a home care uh, company one summer, and I just learned in my car as I drove from patient to patient, just pray about that next person you're seeing as I drove and again made all the difference in the world so um, we, we have to tune back into him in those busy staticky times I think. <laughs> absolutely and I think too it's like tuning into others that we're we're working with or we're resting with or we're just called to love that day I mean that even brings it to the third pillar it's like we're called to love yes. through all of this um, and I think it's interesting too especially for people working, you know, in just normal day-to-day -day jobs where it has nothing to do with ministry or quote-unquote bettering the kingdom or anything of that sort. It's like, it really does though. Yes, yes, that's what I was thinking. It certainly <laughs> it does, does everything. You know, and I think it's just, it's so refreshing to know that my work, the thing that I show up to and spend over half of my life doing. Yes. Um, I think that's what Father Mike Schmidt said, like the average person spends half of their life at work or over half of their life, it's it's interesting, or it's just so fulfilling to know that if I show up and I'm ready to love people hard that day, then it 
seriously mean something. Like I don't have to necessarily be in, in some profession that is directly working for the church to really be serving the church. And I just find a lot of hope in that. Um, just simply by, you know, looking people in the eye when I'm in customer service and yes. just being patient with them or um, talking to my coworkers or honestly, ultimately I, I have found for me that the best thing that I can do to serve Christ in my work is just listening. Like yes. listen to my coworkers, ask them how they're doing. Um, you know, yeah. Being fully present. Yeah. You know, not your brain going ahead to the next thing that you need to get into the right. conversation. Exactly. You know? I do. I still do that. But yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. We all do. Right. Uh, so I don't know. I, I found a lot of hope in that message. Just, um, just to remind myself that resting is so important and it's something so good. And I was created to rest. Like on yes. the seventh day, God rested. Like I too am called to partake in that. And, um, you know, I think sometimes, especially in hustle, hustle like startup culture, there's this um, mentality of like, don't rest, like always be on the grind, always keep going. And I'm just like, you know what? No, I can't <laughs> do that. And I'm, I, I'm trying, I'm on this journey. I'm trying to figure out how to authentically rest in ways that do fill me. Yes. Um, well, I have found over the years that when I integrate that healthy sort of rest that you're talking about, um, it, it actually brings me to a place of more productivity Absolutely. when I am back at work. So it, it really serves in so many ways. I love that. Yeah. 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 There are so many, yeah, so many important elements when, uh, you know, when things are crazy busy, it's like you stop for fast food on the way home. It's like everything just kind of circles the drain. True. <laughs> Prayer life uh, goes by the wayside. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it's, it's really good to reboot, isn't it? And Absolutely. think about think about our balance there of leisure, labor, and love. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful message I love that, that Father message. Mike gave. Yes. yes, and I hope listeners that, that that touched you too, that you remember, remember that balance as you labor to get that healthy leisure in and just let love infuse everything you do. So stay with us here on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Are all sins forgivable, even suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus said that there's only one unforgivable sin, the sin against the Holy Spirit. Basically, that means dying without repenting. But how can someone who dies suddenly, such as by suicide, have a chance to repent of any sins? Jesus tells St. Faustina that he comes to the soul at death and gives them three opportunities to repent. Regarding suicide, Catechism 2283 says, By ways known to him alone, God offers them the opportunity for repentance. In essence, the only unforgivable sin is not accepting the mercy of God. So to learn how to help your loved ones do just that, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. 
We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Alexa-enabled devices. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. This is Dr. Kathleen Kovarik, and I'm here in Terrasanto Retreat Center in Rapid City, South Dakota. And I am very blessed to have with me today my goddaughter, Bridget Blody, who has just a great story. We're talking, uh, as we're fanning the flames, we're talking about taking a leap of faith, or two, a leap or two of faith. So, um, Bridget, let's go ahead and go into a little bit of your story uh, with what you were studying in college. And Absolutely. Okay, so pretty much um, I, like I was saying previously, but for any new listeners, I went to the University of South Dakota, and I primarily chose that um, university for a couple of reasons. The first one was when I was in high school, honestly, probably since middle school, I really resonated with healthcare and um, just active service in that way, and I really wanted to you know, take that into my profession, and I I loved science um, growing up. I really loved it. So... I thought, you know, what what better way to combine those two things together rather than medicine? So kind of honestly starting in middle school, I'd go to like the medical camps and, uh-huh. you know, start shadowing, doing all these things. And I was kind of on this like one track um, mindset towards mm-hmm. being a doctor. And um, when I got to university, so that's that's one of the reasons why I chose USD. Another one is because of the athletics. So it's a division one college track program and I, I love to run. Um, that was something I really wanted to continue on the collegiate level. So that was another reason why I picked that school. Um, one, being the medical um, school that's connected to it. Two, being track. And then three, I just, um, I love South Dakota. It's just the place that I really love. And I remember one of the coaches when I was um, kind of trying to see what my options were. He was like, how cool would it be to represent South Dakota on your chest when you're, you know, running? Yeah. Um, You know, we would travel all over the country and just to be able to represent South Dakota in that way was just, just such a cool thing to me. Um, I love that. So, so that was, (laughs) those are three of kind of the main reasons why I chose that school. Um, But I would say the focus of it was further education of like the, the dream of being a doctor someday. Um, so yeah, I I guess that that's kind of how my freshman year of college went. I was just I was running, I was studying, um, I loved my science classes. They were very challenging, but I, I loved them. Uh-huh. Um, but there was something in the back of my head that just wasn't clicking in terms of the end goal. You mm-hmm. know, when you're when you're really working hard for something and you're in this this state of grinding, it is so helpful to see the vision or like the light at that end of the tunnel. And for me, thinking about being in a hospital or practicing, it, there was just something that wasn't clicking for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that message or that goal wasn't, I don't know, it, it just wasn't hopeful for me for some reason. Like it was like, okay, maybe I'm not called to be uh-huh. doing medicine, but 
then, we had just little yeah, doubts yeah, in the background. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I remember actually, um, our my your other goddaughter told me because she's in medicine now. Yes. Um, Maddie, she was kind of saying like, "You got to want this. If this is what you're gonna do, <laughs> yes, you, you do. <laughs> you really have to want it." And I I just remember thinking like, "Why don't I want this as much as I probably should?" Uh-huh. So that thought kind of scared me and I just pushed it to the wayside. I said, nope, I've been wanting this for about, you know, eight years at this point. Then again, I was, what, 18 years old at the time, so <laughs> whatever. Um, but anyway, I, I went through my freshman year of college and then um, nearing the end of the year, there was um, a student group. They were made up of some of my um, track teammates and they were doing this competition for extra credit and basically it was to create a business that positively did good and or positively impacted the planet and it was um there was a a campus round it was the Holt prize there was a campus round at usd and you would get extra credit if you did it something of the (laughs) sort and they needed an extra person so they were like hey bridget like do you want to join us for this and i said sure like why not i could use some extra credit so we ended up competing with this business idea, which was no good. I think we made it up probably a couple of days before. We show up at this competition ready to pitch, um, and we clearly learn that we are way out of our element. I mean, <laughs> some of these people are creating like biomedical devices, like all these things, and we're here with this little business idea that has no financial backing. I mean, there's and, and you're saying you didn't represent South Dakota very well. <laughs> Yeah, we are. No, I mean, seriously. (laughs) Yikes. Um, Anyway, for some reason, at the university level, probably because there weren't that many teams competing, um, but we ended up getting second, and uh, we went to San Francisco to pitch the business at this like uh, like the regional round uh-huh. so there are teams there from like harvard and duke and all over the yes. place that are pitching these business ideas so um anyway we clearly got it weeded out really quickly there but as as we're sitting there it wasn't about us presenting it was about just listening yes and i i was just so inspired at that conference by these people who are my age creating these businesses, I mean, they were absolutely incredible. Like things that I would say, I don't know. I just, I was so just shook about the fact that business can be rooted in good um, or impact driven and not just profit driven. It really Mm -hmm. just changed my mentality of business in general. And I don't know. I just, I seriously, I just remember sitting in the audience thinking like, Oh my gosh, this might be what I'm supposed to do. Uh And it was one of the most, hopeful and horrifying thoughts at the same time just because i've been on this one track mind for so long of like oh i'm gonna go into medicine and then all of a sudden it was like whoa like we might just switch it up completely right here um and yeah it was just it was just a moment that i i really remember and i think I'll, i'll probably remember for the rest of my life because it was just so it was almost like it was just like a direct message from God. And, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, I heard God speak to me. And I've never really encountered that. But I, there have been moments like this yes. where I know it's like he's kind of trying to be like, hey, wake up. Like, yes. look, are you looking? Yes. He speaks in different ways. Yeah. Abs- right. Absolutely. Right. Right. So that was kind of the first moment of this leap that you're talking about where I, I think I was first confronted with the thought of like, maybe this is, this is where you should be leaping. Um, this is where, you know, I always, I say the prayer, like, God, make the desires of my heart that which you long for me. And I think it was, this was a clear indication that, you know, he was desiring me to be in this business impact driven 
you know, space rather than medicine. Yes. Which was just, like you said before, maybe a little horrifying to you right then. Exactly. Hopeful, horrifying. So, yeah, it was kind of after this conference where I really started to sit down and think, okay, I love science. I'm not really feeling the, the medical field as much as I would hope. There's something about this impact driven business that really speaks to me. How can I kind of, I don't know, intertwine where I'm at with, you know, where I feel like maybe I'm called to be. And so it was in that where I I switched my degree to be, um, I took the science route and went more of the um, like environmental science sustainability realm, very much from a stewardship perspective and then intertwined business into it. And then um, the idea of, Fomeno, the tech startup that I'm working on, came from me really diving into um, the unethical status of the fashion industry. Um, It's just like 80% of the fashion industry is run by women in third world countries. They're paid under the living wage. They're forced to live in factories because they simply can't afford housing. Um, There's been some extreme massacres that the media really has hid um, Mm -hmm. about, you know, these factory fires and killing thousands of people in them while these women are trying to work, um, and make money for their families. Like it's, there's just so many unethical things going on in this industry. And for something like fashion, which we consider to be beautiful, it's really contradictory. Um, sounds like stuff that happened in the United States hundreds of years ago. Yes. It's happening today with the garments we're wearing, which is just appalling. And, um, so that they can be affordable for us. Right. Mm-hmm. Affordable and constantly on trend. There's just so many things that need to change. And I think it's it's being called to action right now. And that was just something that I personally felt called to maybe tap into and use my gifts to, you know, maybe make a small impact on what's going on. Yes. Yeah. So that was kind of surprising. Yeah, it was very you. surprising. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's kind of started with my classes and understanding, okay, what's going on in this industry? I've always loved fashion. Um, it's just it's just been something that I think is very co- a, a very cool way to um, portray kind of like who you are yes. in a way without having to say anything about it. Um, it's also just like a basic need. We all wear clothes. <laughs> it's something we all have Hopefully. in common. <laughs> right. So I don't know. There's just, there's a couple of things about the fashion industry that really speak to me, but particularly this ethical component um, and the dignity of human life that's being jeopardized in this space right now. So one of the things then with the tech startup that I'm working on is um, another big part of fashion is the waste. So 80% of tech t- textiles that are created within the next year are going to end up in landfills or they're shipped off to third world countries and they just end up going to their landfills. Like there's just so much waste. 2,000 um, dump trucks worth of textile waste go to landfills every single day. There's just like, My gosh. and we're, we're, you know, exploiting these people yes. in order to and create these garments that we're just going to throw away. What is that about? So um, we kind of saw um, like a, a place to maybe fit in here and close that loop. So instead of throwing garments away, we are hopefully driving away to kind of partake in this circular economy. So using the resources that already exist um, so that the labor that these individuals have put in, and there are many groups that are trying to impact that sector, um, but can we just take what's already existed and use it again? Um, So our tech startup pretty much like takes um, 
secondhand garments from across the U.S. and helps you connect with them. So, like, instead of buying, you know, a brand new black sweater, do you know how many thousands of black sweaters are out there right now? Like, you would go to our app and write in black sweater, and we'll find it somewhere on an online thrift shop for you. So we kind of partake in using the resources that already exist. Um, I love that. I so love that's, that. That's kind yeah, of the, the yeah. overall general gist of how Fomento works. So, so if I wanted a red jacket or or, right. or a, a bright blue wool coat or exactly. yeah, yep. So, yeah. so you're you connect up all these secondhand thrift stores, mm-hmm. um, and you help people find what, what they they're need. looking for. Yes. Exactly. Yep. We like to call ourselves like a bridge or an aggregator, something of that sort, because we don't actually sell the clothes. We just connect you to these small businesses that are selling them. Yes, yes. I, I really love that. Um, that's, uh, that's, that is just such a cool concept. And Thank it's, you. it's so original. I, yeah, that's, that's an amazing way to serve and to solve some of the, some of these problems mm-hmm. that you just talked about. That is great. Um, yeah. I, so how would people uh, get your app? Yeah, it's on the app store. We launched, um, a little over a month and a half ago. It's a major work in progress, but if you just type in Fomeno on the iOS app Tell store, people how to spell that. Yes, it's um, F-O-M-E-N-O. Yes, Fomeno. Yeah. And uh, listeners, when we come back from break, I'm going to have Bridget tell you the story of, of what, what Fomeno <laughs> is exactly, how she came up with that name. Um, and she will tell us a little bit more about this, this whole uh, venture into that whole world of entrepreneurship. So it's a very exciting thing. So listeners, stay with us here on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Good day to every one of you who are listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Wilhelm. I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo, and I'm assigned at St. Joseph's Catholic Church. And one of the things that I have found in my assignment is that I wanted to become more friendly to get to know St. Joseph more. And one of the things in just in Joseph's name, J-O-S-E-P-H, if you take that name, Joseph is just. O, that he's obedient. S, that he was silent. E, that he's an example. P, that he was a parent, the parent, the foster parent of Jesus in H, husband of Mary. What a wonderful thing to imitate this good, holy man that the Father in heaven chose for his foster father here on earth. And so, have a devotion to St. Joseph. Come to know him. Come to know his intercession as he brings us and leads us always ever more closely in a relationship with the Holy Family. For centuries, healthcare has been central to the healing ministry of the church. Today's technologies offer exciting possibilities, but also serious moral questions. More than ever, we need healthcare leaders who serve with integrity and conviction. The University of Mary answers the call to prepare leaders anchored in moral courage in a breathtaking range of programs from bioethics to nursing. Visit catholicprofessional.life. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. 
Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. This is Dr. Kathleen Kavorik, and I'm here with Bridget Blody, who is my goddaughter and a wonderful entrepreneur. And we are here with you from Rapid City, South Dakota, at uh, the Terrasancta Retreat Center. So Bridget, who is this amazing entrepreneur, is about to tell us a little bit about um, her her app, and she calls it Fomeno. And so she's going to tell you a little bit about the name and what that means. Bridget. Um, Okay, so the story behind the name, uh, we get a lot of questions about it. Um, So originally, the app was called Forget Me Not, and it started off um, in my freshman year, that summer going into my sophomore year prior to me, you know, kind of changing, changing paths with what I was studying. We, I decided last minute to go um, study abroad in Costa Rica. And part of the reason why I could do that is because I was injured in track. And so my coaches let me go. Um, it was, you know, fine for me to do that where normally when I was in season, it would be a lot um, more difficult for me to be able to, to leave. But anyway, so we're studying abroad in Costa Rica. I sign up for this program and I have no idea what I'm getting myself into other than the fact that I know I'm kind of studying something with sustainability and stewardship in that way. And um, any like things of that sort, that's kind of all I know. Anyway, um, we get dropped off in this bus at the bottom of this hill, and we're told that we have to backpack up into where we're staying with host families. And I knew that I had to pack accordingly. Like, they said, you will be backpacking, but I didn't understand, like, oh, it's going to be, you know, a couple hours of hiking up into this place where you'll be staying with this, um, this host family. So anyway, we all, everyone on the trip, there's about 15 of us, have very limited clothing supplies because of that. And we're there for, you know, about six weeks. So this one girl in my class is um, wearing this t-shirt over and over and over again. (laughs) She washes it, but she is wearing it. She is getting good use out of it. Anyway, it's, I love the t-shirt. It has forget-me-not flowers on it. Um, It's very, like, delicate, very beautiful. And I would always compliment her on this t-shirt. And finally, she's like, Bridget, you know what? You have said that you like the shirt too much. And I'm not going to give it to you because I love it too. So what you should do is when you get back to the United States, like you should try and um, thrift this shirt. Because one of the segments we had talked about in class was the unethical um, backing of the fashion industry, everything like that. So she's like, you should try and secondhand, um, buy it secondhand. So I said, okay, fine. Challenge accepted. So I get back to the U.S. and I'm looking everywhere for this this T-shirt and with the Forget Me Now flowers on it. And I go into you know our Rapid City thrift stores and it is not there. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking, okay, what, what should I do next? So I jump online and I start typing in like thrift shops online and Forget Me Not T-shirt. And eventually, after a couple hours of looking for the shirt, I start to find it. And I find it in masses. Like I think I found 75 different versions of this shirt in different sizes, different you know qualities different prices, different shipping prices, everything. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, the industry or the, the company that made this shirt is very unethical. Um, and, and there's, you know, hundreds. I mean, I've already found 75 of this exact shirt that I'm looking for. And I think other people out here would probably want to buy this shirt too. So what if there was a simple way where you could just type in like this forget-me-not t-shirt and find it on some secondhand or online website? 
And that's kind of how the idea started. So we started calling ourselves Forget Me Not, as in like, don't forget about these shirts and also just spurring the idea of the t-shirt. I love that. Um, but it was trademarked up the wazoo. So we ended up oh. taking the first two letters of each word and Forget Me and Not and kind of making this like Gen Z um, <laughs> appealing. <name>. Yes. <laughs> um, name of Fomeno. So that's, that's how the idea kind of started and how we got the name. And how, how interesting the way you were led along the process just yeah. with trying to find this shirt right? that um, it implanted that idea mm-hmm. of what you were eventually to develop. Right. Yeah. So it's quite, kind of incredible how God moves in those very small but huge ways. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it was actually funny that I still remember the moment where I kind of thought, what if there was a way that you could just type it in? And I was actually, I got back from study abroad and I was sleeping on the floor in my brother's room because my bed had all of my like unpacking stuff on it. It was just too much of a mess. I was like, okay, I'm going to sleep on the floor. And I had also just become accustomed to um, staying with my host family and I was staying on this like rock hard bed. And there was something about like the comfort of those two parallels of like my first night or second night being at home. Um, And it was funny, I was like laying on the floor in my brother's room when like this idea first came to be. And now, you know, we've raised a couple hundred thousand dollars. Like we have an app on the app store and it's crazy that it it literally started from like the barest of like ground levels. Um, And I think the parallel of that is kind of just like beautiful in the way that like Christ, like he doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. And I I just, I resonate with that message so much. that, you know, wherever you're at, whether you're on, you know, a, a beautiful plush bed or you're like on the ground, like sleeping, like Christ is still calling you wherever you're at to do some sort of work. And I, I just, I love that message. So, yes. so yeah. That's... And it's, it's fascinating how he called you and how he brought you every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, it was challenging though, Bridget, wasn't it? When you actually, um, when you, your, your app went public. Yes. Uh, yeah. Tell tell our <laughs> listeners a little bit about that. You know, because the challenges are always there too. Uh, you yeah. know, there are these wonderful paths that the Lord has us has us on. Yeah. But it it doesn't mean that it's always easy. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, sometimes if it's too easy, you might want to question it. <laughs> usually there usually there's a little opposition that comes uh, against things of God right. that are big things of the Lord. So what was that like to, again, for, especially maybe for those listeners out there who have ideas similar to yours, you know, is it doable? Mm -hmm. Of course, you got a lot of help with the whole prize and those things along the way that helped finance you. Absolutely. Um, I would say, you know, it's interesting when I look back on how, you know, where we've come, because we're a team, um, but like where we've come, it started off as a school project with three of my close friends. And now, you know, we're running this tech company. And um, it's crazy to me to just think about all the yeses that I had to say. Honestly, sometimes I wasn't even conscious of the yeses I was making. I was Uh kind of just like unfolding or just like, okay, this is the next step. Like it was an easy yes. And then there were some yeses that I had to say that were like very hard yeses. So um, one of the most difficult yeses was um, trying to figure out what to do in terms of schooling. So I was running track in college. I loved it. I was, um, you know, a student and it was kind of like this opportunity presented itself of like, do you want to accept this fund? Do you want to do this full time? And so I had to be like, after some prayerful discernment, like, yes, I I guess I am going to close my college, you know, athletic chapter and jump full time into this tech startup, um, hard lifestyle. And so 
that was that was a, a big leap of faith that I took in that moment of like closing that chapter that was really safe and I had become accustomed to, very comfortable in. Um, I I, I want to pause there for a minute because yeah. I I think that's important. You know, yeah. we we get in those comfortable places, mm-hmm. and it is difficult to leave that behind. Yeah. It is it 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 is difficult, and yet too, I just think that adventure with the Lord taking the leap is so exciting. Right. It's such an exciting journey. Yeah, it's it like, you don't know what's around the next corner, but, um, yeah. you know, he is with us. Oh so. my gosh. I know. And even looking back on it, it, it's kind of funny because it's not in my nature to be very risky. And I'm now I'm in this extremely risky career. <laughs> um, so it's, it's kind of funny to me to think like, I honestly, I'm, I, I really feel like the Holy Spirit was very present in those decisions because they're just ones that I probably wouldn't have made on my own accord. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's just a testament of like God just, you know, even you're talking about the will of God and the prayer you opened with Kathy about how like the will of God will never take you to places where he cannot keep you, support you, supply you, like sustain you. Um, you know, I, I feel like my life is kind of a testament to that or honestly, maybe my career especially because I'm doing things that I, I had never planned for myself. And I kind of just like had that, that little fiat of like, yes, I, I guess I will just go for it. And even though it wasn't something that, you know, maybe um, looks like, okay, this is, you know, a, a big godly ministry call. This is, you know, but I, I really truly felt like God was calling me to be in this role um, of working for a tech startup, you know, or uh, yeah. like helping run it. And so um, I'm just really grateful that, you know, he was present with me in those big decisions. Otherwise, I honestly don't believe I would have made them. Right, right. With without him, it would have been too big a leap. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, yes. I would have been like, "That's crazy. I'm not doing that." Yes. So, yes. Um, yeah. So I, I guess that's. And right now, it's funny. I can't even imagine what my life would be if I were living in the way that I had planned it. You know, doing the medical path. Like this is just so much more um, me. And I just, I, you know, even though the work is hard. And sometimes, yes, when I don't have that labor and leisure, you know, equal balance, balance yes, right? that we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I, I truly feel as though when this is where I was destined to be, and this is like where my gifts are best being utilized. Yes. And, um, you know, wherever, wherever he chooses to take me with this path, it's like, I'm in because it's, it is fun and it's very gratifying. Um, and there's just something about it that I, I truly feel like this is what God has called me to do. So, yes, I, I, yeah. I love that. And, and you, you know, you keyed in on the thing that's most important is your hand is in his. Mm-hmm. It reminded me I'd done a eight day silent retreat. And one morning I had this incredibly vivid dream. And in the very first scene of it, I'm with Jesus and there's a big long dock and it's a beautiful lake. And I'm probably eight, 10 years old, something like that. And we are hand in hand and we just run like all get out and jump into that water. And it's absolutely beautiful. And in the second scene, he and I are actually skydiving together. And I I called it like we were tandem jumping. I haven't skydived, but I've always wanted to. And later when I Googled this stuff, I was just amazed because we were doing this hand-in-hand thing. And as I Googled it, it said it was only for experts. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was two of the three scenes. I'm not going to share the third one with you. <laughs> but, but I think that's just the key, you yeah. know. And, and in this dream or vision or whatever it was, it was pure joy. 
and when we are in that space. It's pure, pure joy, isn't it, Bridget? Absolutely. Yes. yes. So listeners, stay with us. We are going to hear more about Leaps of Faith. Bridget will be back with us, and we'll be back with Camille Pauly after this break. <music> 